0: Welcome to A People's History of the Old Republic. This is an introduction to the introduction. As you may know, this podcast covers the beloved stories set in the Old Republic era of of the Star Wars Legends continuity and looks forward to what they might mean in canon Old Republic stories to come. Uh, my name is Luke and I'm one of the two co-hosts of Fotor. Uh, This is being recorded on August 27th, 2020 as a brief prologue to episode 1 to update new listeners on changes to the show since we published the first episode over a year and a half ago. In that time, we started scripting the episodes, got some outro music, and changed the episode numbers after KOTOR so that specific stories are easier to find. As such, you'll hear us use a different numbering system for the first 30-ish episodes. Episodes are now numbered within series, and the series changes after every Old Republic story or era that we complete. Some series begin with introductory episodes that set the stage for the story or conflict, uh, such as series 5 and 6. Here's what each series covers so that you can easily find what you're looking for. Series 1 includes the introduction, interviews, podcast updates, and hiatus episodes where we discuss other Star Wars topics outside the Old Republic narrative. Series 1 is continually updated with episodes and currently goes from episode 1.1 to 1.23. Series 2 includes the early Old Republic stories and the story of the Great Hyperspace War as told in the two- Tales of the Jedi prequel comic arcs. Series 2 lasts from episode 2.1 to episode 2.3 and covers 8,000 to 5,000 BBY. At some point we do hope to add a timeline of the stuff that occurred from 25,053 when the Old Republic was founded to 8,000 which is when we picked up in series 2. Series 3 describes the Beast Wars of Onderon, the Great Sith War, the Great Hunt, and finally the redemption of Ulic Keldroma. It covers the first four stories of the Lost Tribe of the Sith, the other six arcs of Tales of the Jedi that we didn't get in Series 2, and the Knights of the Old Republic prequel comic Shadows and Light. Series 3 lasts from episodes 3. Point, from episode 3.1 to 3.7 and covers 4999 BBY to 3986. Series 4 describes the Mandalorian Wars in the Outer Rim and the early years of the Mandalorian Wars in the Republic. Series 4 covers the Knights of the Old Republic comic series and the follow-up 5-issue miniseries, Knights of the Old Republic War. Series 4 lasts from episode 4.1 to 4.9 and spans the years 3985 to 3962 bby series 5 covers the end of the mandalorian wars the entirety of the jedi civil war and the events of bioware's 2003 rpg knights of the old republic series 5 lasts from episode 5.0 to 5.10 and covers 3962 to 3956 Series 6 covers the Sith Civil War, the first Jedi Purge, the Knights of the Old Republic 2 prequel comic Unseen Unheard, and the events of Obsidian's 2004 RPG, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. Series 6 lasts from episode 6.0 to episode 6.12, spanning 39.55 to 39.50. Now, that is as far as the narrative has gotten uh, to this point in August 2020. However, in the future, there will be three more episodes in our Old Republic narrative. Series 7 will describe Bioware's 2011 MMORPG, Star Wars The Old Republic, and the surrounding events and massive amount of content it has. It will likely last between 8 to 10 episodes and cover 3950 to 3630. Series 8 will cover the Lost Tribe of the Sith storyline that we started at the beginning of Episode 3.1 but have yet to revisit. It will likely only last one episode, it will include the Lost Tribe narrative from Episode 3.1, and it will then cover all of the other random Lost Tribe stories interspersed throughout the Old Republic timeline. Finally, Series 9 will cover the new Sith Wars through the Rusan Reformations as told in reference books. The Knight Errant Series of Comics, and the Darth Bane Trilogy. It will likely last 4-5 to five episodes and will describe the rest of the Old Republic timeline from 3550 to 980 BBY, mostly focusing on the events from 2000 to 980. Now finally, before you start listening to the actual introduction, there is an update on the Old Republic timeline in canon. When we started, we said that the canon timeline could easily change because no stories have been fleshed out before 40 BBY. Essentially, everything we know about the Old Republic in canon is from stray references in novels and reference books. To this point, the Old Republic has only been shown twice in brief flashbacks, once in the Doctor Aphra comic and again with the Sith Lord Momin in Charles Soule's Darth Vader comic run. This leaves plenty of room for the writers and story group to change things if they want because very little has been set in stone. So it makes sense that over the course of our show, the canon timeline has changed drastically. When we started back in January 2019, it was understood that the recorded history in the canon timeline began around 10,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, and the Jedi were founded roughly 6,000 BBY. For reference, uh, recorded history in the Legends timeline stretched all the way back to 3643, and the Jedi were formed uh, shortly after that. Now, in August 2020, the recorded history of canon begins more than 25,000 years before Yavin, and the Jedi Order is at least 20,000 years old. These changes aren't necessarily a result of contradictions, but but come about as we learn more about the Old Republic. Because there are so few firm dates, before 1000 BBY, any subsequent mentions give us way more info and make the guesswork more accurate, but do obviously sometimes contradict or revise earlier info. That's kind of, you know, one of the things that happens with living canons like Star Wars. Uh, If you're confused about the difference between canon and Legends, don't worry, we'll talk about all that in the introduction, Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, You can always email or tweet us with questions, comments, corrections, or even crackpot Star Wars theories. Our email is photorpodcast at gmail.com, and the show's Twitter is at photorpod. Thank you, everyone, and may the Force be with you. Hello, this is a people's history of the Old Republic, a Star Wars podcast exploring the stories and timeline of the Old Republic as told in the old Star Wars EU, now called Legends. What of these stories and themes inform the new Star Wars canon today and in the future? And what of those stories may be lost in the telling? I'm Luke, and this is my friend Kelsey, and we have much to discuss.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Kelsey. (laughs)
0: Hey. Thanks, Kelsey. Uh, we wanted to start today uh, briefly talking about uh, what content uh, we've seen, played, read, things of that nature, uh, because there's obviously a lot in uh, the EU and uh, and how we felt, how we felt about it. Um, and I know Kelsey and I both uh, kind of come from a little bit of a different background there. Uh, so, Kelsey, uh, you know, why don't uh, why don't you start?
1: Sure. So um, besides the films, right? And we're going to probably just, that's canon. That's the canoniest of canon is film yes. canon. Um, yes. I grew up with, in the, in the space between the original trilogy um, and the prequels, I grew up with um, a lot of like the young adult books, a lot of like the whole Young Jedi Knights series. Um, read more Kevin J. Anderson than I'm ever happy about. Um, and just a bunch of other like little like stuff you'd find like I remember like Star Wars Galaxy of Fear which was like a like elementary school targeted horror spinoff and stuff um, and there was a lot in that and then there was also like the Dark Horse comics that were trying to explore the space after um, after Return of the Jedi or fill in the gaps between the original trilogy and it was just a Every exposure to something set in the universe outside of the films at that point to me seemed like a just a deeper, richer expansion of the universe, and that was um that was like the whole the whole child nostalgia of course of it all. But the other thing I did um, that I think is uh, fairly pertinent to this is that um, for years I maintained actively, and I guess still I sort of dormantly maintain a uh, grand blog Tarkin which was this whole site where I got people to write their takes on science fiction and strategy. Um, and a lot of it by, by the nature, by the title as it gives it away was um, heavily about star Wars and thinking not just about like what happened, but like, what is the strategy behind that? What are the limitations of the technology? What are the limitations of the technology for cinematic reasons? What are they for like plot and battle reasons? Um, and it was super goofy um, but we took it very seriously, and we had a, a ton of fun with it. And um, there was a book done in a similar vein called Maker – or no, not Maker. It's called um, Star Wars Strategy, something like that. I'll pull up the name. Star Strategy Strikes Back. That is the title of the thing I'm talking about. That is the book about <laughs> strategy essays in Star Wars. I um, was a contributor, not the coordinator, so that's why my memory of this is super fuzzy. But Strategy Strikes Back, and I have an essay in there about yeah. – Uh, Tarkin and the Tarkin doctrine so there's a lot I found fascinating that canon sparked um and that's that's my background in this whole space
0: yeah yeah definitely um my background is uh slightly more um uh nerdy maybe uh um I uh my you know my my parents got me you know started watching the movies when i was uh very 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 little uh probably too little to watch the movies honestly um and uh you know i've I've always found it interesting there are two two types of of star wars fans that are that are of that age who who watched the original trilogy and were there before the prequel trilogy came out, the people who really cared about Luke and Leia and Han and what happened to them and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and I, I did, I read those stories, but um, the interesting thing to me, the thing that I had always wanted to see since, since I could remember was, you know, when Obi-Wan talked about thousands of Jedi Knights protecting the galaxy, that's what I wanted to see and i and so when i found out that there were these comics called tales of the jedi that came out in the early to mid 90s when i was a kid i thought that was the coolest thing you know that that there ever was and so with the eu i I, I've, i've read you know Thrawn and the new jedi order and stuff like that and 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 you know it's fine and we can talk about that it, you know everybody has different uh different opinions on that but to me the the old republic was was so interesting because it was just this vast untapped uh, space of thousands of jedi and thousands of sith and all of these interesting characters that that were just out there and and they could be used for everything. And and then the Knights of the Old Republic games came out and, um, it, it was one of those things where I've, you know, I've consumed a, a whole lot of the stuff. I've consumed a whole lot of the EU, but it just wasn't the, the, the new stuff, the stuff after Jedi just didn't interest me nearly as much as the stuff with the Old Republic. And, um, And now, now there's so much of it. Now the, the old Republic is just stories and, and 20,000, 25,000 years in the EU of, of great stories. And these are some of, of the most loved and cherished, uh, tales that, that, that Star Wars has ever done. And and to me that that was something I really enjoyed and i never uh I never really got into uh a blog about it or anything like that but then uh we had the I had the idea for this show and uh I talked to Kelsey and just thought that it would be a great idea to go through and look at what had happened in the eu in the old republic because i mean we literally have from 20 bby before the battle of yavin uh to 1000 bby of of stories and talk about them and, and see what we think what we hope what we what we frankly what we hope does not uh go into the new canon uh, when and if they decide to do old Republic content in the future, and, and and that's what we're here to talk about today, and and hopefully in the future, um, we could turn the tables and Kelsey can can school me on why Thrawn is a great character and um all of the uh, interesting doctrine about uh, or all of the interesting uh, stories about the tarkin doctrine and things like that uh should appeal to me more and uh, i would love to do that as well because uh that's all interesting but you know i i care about the force and i want to see lightsabers so you know <laughs> that's
1: <what we've> got. <laughs> it's good it's good canon contains multitudes and the extra quasi canon once canon expanded universe legends etc
0: contained it's yeah. a
1: rich pool of resources um, and it's one of the really interesting things about about Star Wars is we have sort of a singular vision um, mm-hmm. that for the first for the original trilogy and then we sort of had a like go off these notes and build a universe from that that happened between the two trilogies and we got a singular vision again if perhaps um, well not perhaps definitely clunkier Um mm-hmm. In, in the prequel trilogy, and now um, we're in like a third stage of seeing how canon works and plays with that universe because and um, know we're, we're planning to talk about this later, but I just want to mention that the um, canon is actively being shaped and created. It isn't just that um, authors are like licensing characters and things. It's that um, there's a company with a vision or at least a process that is figuring out what to incorporate, what not to incorporate, and how to move forward. And right. with a universe that has um, more past than there is human recorded history yeah. in its setting, um, exactly. it's really interesting to see what they what they mine from, at least going back further. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, um, your your mic uh, just cut out there for a second. Sorry. What was the last thing you said?
1: Sure. So just that there's um that there's a ton of of I guess canon peripheral material to mine. Right. Human history does yeah. not extend really twenty five thousand years yes. backwards. Um, and so I think. Uh, one thing we want to do is sort of just set up where where we get this weird timeline, um, where we and what what has flesh, what has been the things that sort of fill in um, that space, and I'm going to turn it over to Luke for that.
0: Right, and the the stories that we're going to talk about, it, there are um, there are literally. Uh, so many of them it's it's hard to count we're obviously talking about uh knights of the old republic uh its sequel uh knights of the old republic 2 the sith lords the tales of the jedi comic series which takes place uh about 40 years I- in canon before uh the first knights game uh the darth bane trilogy which is what leads to the rule of two and into the prequels uh, which Lucas specifically created before the prequels. The old Republic MMO, which confusingly enough uh, is actually, or well, might be uh, and was definitely still going until uh, this past December, they were still telling their story, but none of that was or is canon at all. And then there are a lot of uh, smaller, lesser known stories uh some as far back as uh when alan moore wrote uh, a comic called uh throws a shade uh throws a shape rather um which takes place partially in in 8000 bby and he wrote that um in the same year that that return of the jedi came out in 1983 um and then there's also lost tribe of the sith and uh other comics and stories interspersed like that and what we want to do is take a look at these settings in the universe, but also take a look at them out of the universe. Um, and just to, to take an example of this uh, in universe um, at the time of uh, Tales of the Jedi, when the first comic was written, there's 4,000 years before the battle of Yavin in a new hope. Uh, not only are there thousands of Jedi spread out across the galaxy uh, they serve as Jedi Watchmen for specific systems. They have their own Jedi praxioms where they teach students. Uh, they they teach their own apprentices, and many of the many of these apprentices became Jedi Knights and were knighted without ever going to Coruscant. So the uh, Jedi Order that we see in the prequels and we hear of in the original trilogy is in no way similar to what we're looking at there, and we also want to look at um the out of universe meta information uh stuff that when you go back and if you try to look at this as like a cohesive timeline, you say, if Knights of the Old Republic happens forty years after Tales of the Jedi, then how is it that none of the jedi in tales are mentioned much less alive in knights and we'll get we'll get into it more when we get to that point but the reason is because Lucas and dark Ho- or uh dark horse comics were uh suing each other at the time so they couldn't uh use a lot of the names from those comics uh and we want to do that so we can establish um you, you can see what it is, but to me, the the meta information helps out a lot because you can see how much this timeline evolved from when it really started to get fleshed out in about 93 or so um, until the end of e- the EU, which was 2014. Um, and, and you can see how it started to take shape, but then hopefully we can see how now going forward, the canon is going will hopefully just have a cohesive timeline it, instead of being very disjointed as, as this, as, as the EU was.
1: Right. If there's anything that um, Disney is known for, it's being uh, really sort of meticulous about who gets to use the properties it owns. And that's mm-hmm. um, a super mixed bag for a whole a host of reasons, but for um, mm-hmm. the purposes of canon, it means that they will be able to craft a much more coherent canon than we've seen before. Um, and they will do it with this sort of universe floating behind it of other references right. and other things. Right.
0: And, and I, I think right here, uh, it's important to talk about um, one thing w- with the podcast that that we both want to do, and it's that uh, we we both want to come at this from the perspective of enjoying star wars understanding that it is something that we that we really love but also understanding that other people uh don't see it exactly as we do and that's fine um we want this podcast to be enjoyed by people who really love the old eu stuff and love knights of the old republic love the darth bane trilogy and things of that nature um and and maybe don't care for the new disney canon um you know because you know you, you feel like it it hasn't uh been implemented the right way or, or something like that and, and vice versa people who have only seen the new canon but want to hear the old stories um we we want that as well. And, and that's what we're trying to, that's, that's what we're trying to produce here is is something that, that we can, that, that people can enjoy because um, personally, I, when Disney wiped the old Canon, I would have loved if they would have kept a few things that, that were very personal to me that, that I really loved. But at the same time, I completely understand it because the stories that we enjoy in the EU, notwithstanding most of the books, stories, games and things like that are not great. They they weren't. There was so much. There was so much volume and it, it was good to just get a fresh start. So in my mind, being able to do this is going to mean that they can, like you said, put together a, a fresh, coherent canon now. I'm sure when they get around to doing this they'll probably change something that that might bother me but at the same time that that happens you know to to me that that's just that that's how things are and and you know I it's fine to have a different opinion you may not like the Disney Star Wars uh the way they've gone with it and as long as your uh, objections are not founded in being an asshole or a bigot. Those, those are, are good with us as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> very, Kelsey, very what, was, what, what was, what was your opinion of the, of the cannon wipe? And, and, and again, you know, I just want to say me and Kelsey will, will disagree about stuff on here. So, you know, that's just sure. when you hear that, so, that's
1: just part of it. So the cannon wipe seemed almost inevitable. Um, I'm it's interesting that they took the effort to be explicit about it. Um, and that frees them up for a lot of things, right? Like we don't have to worry about like uh, Chewbacca's death in a Ra Salvatore novel, right? That's that's that is something that Disney is free to take in its own direction, um, which is neat. I've enjoyed seeing um, seeing Chewbacca in films, and given that it's a guy in a suit, we can expect Chewbacca to live forever. Um, <laughs> so there's stuff like that um, that is interesting because it, it gives them more freedom. But which really, I think, even more interesting than just like what it means immediately for me, the person who enjoys seeing movies with lasers and lightsabers is Canon is sort of a, when you have a, when you have something vast, right. Creating Canon is almost a like reductive work, right. It's like what parts of these many stories told are we going to make the important stories told? And we see it happen, um, through all sorts of things. It's a history process. It's a thing that happens um, in, like, like narrowing down to, like, figuring out which of the Gospels get included kind of stuff. It's a very interesting sort of reductive art of, like, well, these are many stories, and these are the ones that are super important. Mm. And these are the ones that we're going to shape and keep editing and keep revising and keep going forward. And so – It's just really, it's neat to see what gets cobbled together, what gets left out, what gets left out. And there's some stuff, right, that seems, like, super Mm. obvious and clunky that you don't want to bring on, right? Like, the whole, like, Yuuzhan Vang war thing, like, that is (laughs) insane. If you know what it is, um, right, it's a sort of weird thing to imagine bringing in. And if you've never heard of it, right, imagine, um, if you will, that all of a sudden the entire Star Wars universe was beset by, like, Tyranids from Warhammer 40k it's a weird thing that's not no, perfect no, analogy no. but that's like a close thing it's like a what no, if we no, could that's, go that's laugh that's a-
0: yeah that's it no that's a good that's a good analogy for it I mean yeah it's um, yeah <laughs> I I agree you you get you know you get the you, you get new you get a new opportunity to remake something that that many of us love for nostalgic reasons but there are obvious flaws to it, both because human beings have written it and you, know, you can always dissect art, but also because when you have a story that is written in 1983, a story that's written in 1993, and then one that's done in 2004, things change. And so now you have the backbone of those stories and things of that nature and hopefully they can be... Mm-hmm put together in a cohesive, uh, a cohesive unit. And, you know, I mean, there, there are things in, in the, you know, in the new Canon that, that I don't, uh, that, that I'm not, uh, that I'm not particularly, particularly a fan of, um, that they've done, but, but at the same time, uh, when you do something like that and you have a fresh start, I think it's good to, uh, just, tear it away, do something new and 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 start out as a uh, as a new product and and you will inevitably piss someone off because you take away something that they love and we are beholden to these characters that are small and and in some ways silly, and and they don't, you know, they don't make a lot of sense. I, I love the character uh, Revan from, uh, you know, from from Knights of the Old Republic, and he's very important in uh, in the Old Republic stories. But Revan, if they bring if if they bring him back, his story will will likely be changed somewhat drastically, especially after the end of, of the, the first Knights game because of of how of how everything they've done uh, of everything they've done to him or to his character in the old Republic MMO. And that's fine because they, I would rather see that on screen. I, I want to, that, that, that nostalgic part of me as a child wants to see that on screen and I want to see what they do to it. And I'll always be able to go back and play KOTOR and, and have, that what i had as a child or not as a child but as a younger man uh and look at it that way and and, you know that that's how that's how i view it when when they wipe stuff like that (laughs) that i love anyway
1: and one of the um i think one of the more interesting parts of of how disney is doing canon too is not just the films right we have like we have the flagpole the the numbered episodes right that's the the canoniest of canon um, and then we have these Star Wars stories, which are safe to assume are canon and will um, yep. remain canon unless superseded mm. by—I have no idea what. Mm. Um, and then we have the the television shows um, uh, with the with the Clone Wars um, and Rebels and Resistance, mm-hmm. um, and which really I think even neat about about seeing those incorporated in the canon is that maybe the most um, coherent. Part of the like expanded universe before the new like three D animated Clone Wars series was the other Clone Wars animated series, yeah. which, yeah. <laughs> to my mind, um, really stitches together almost perfectly um, the uh, Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith, and it does it in a way that nothing. Um, I, I realize I've only seen these recently. I did not watch them yeah. as they originally aired. I didn't have that built in, but it really manages to tell. The um, the Anakin story in a way that is richer than either of those two films do alone. And it's interesting that it has then been superseded by a longer, and in most respects, um, I think more interesting dramatically uh, series, but one that doesn't quite get the, um, it doesn't go all the way to the descent to Power Hungry or to... Um, sort of infallibility that we see happening mm-hmm. later. Um, and so just the act of creation of canon that wipes out even recent canon is is a fascinating thing.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah. that is a, that's a perfect example because they, they redid the clone wars the, the and Kelsey is referring to the early 2000s animated series that came on Cartoon Network and you can it find it online. Nice Excuse me.
1: Yeah, it doesn't help that they have the same name. Yeah,
0: no, it doesn't at all. Um, it You can find it online. It, the entire series is two hours and like five minutes, and it doesn't have much dialogue. It's mostly just animation, and it, it's very interesting and very fun. Uh, but at the same time, the Clone Wars series that came out later on Cartoon Network and eventually the last season was on Netflix uh, does... A a tremendous job, in my opinion, of uh, fixing a lot of the issues that uh, that not fixing, but 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 trying to mitigate. The issue, a lot of the issues that uh, the prequels had, especially Attack of the Clones, and bridging the gap to uh, Revenge of the Sith, and so I think you bringing that up is is very is a very uh, telling example because we've already seen that they can take something that they've done, retranslate it into something that is, in my opinion, very very good. The 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 more recent Clone Wars animated series and. Uh, allow it to um, translate and uh, and make better, or at least very well complement uh, movies that uh, some parts of the fan base didn't really enjoy, like Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace. Uh, you know the prequels generally. So, no, I think that's a great point. Um, now, briefly, uh, I, we we wanted to talk about uh, the canon specifically, and this is this is going to get very. Um, deep into, uh, the lore of, of star Wars. But if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that's what you're here for in the first place. Um, in, uh, in the Canon, when we when we're talking about that, we, we're talking about when Disney acquired, uh, the rights to star Wars from Lucas in 2014, they, uh, said the only thing that was Canon were the films that, that had come out at the time and the later Clone Wars series. Um, and now everything that's come out since that from Disney has been canon. So books, the show Rebels, the show Resistance, video games, things of that nature. Um, but everything that Star Wars has done, everything that Disney has done and, and most of the big stuff that has happened has occurred in the same 70-ish year period. The canon as we know it right now is not really touched the old Republic much. We it, It's it's mentioned, there are references, there are obviously stories there that, that characters in the Star Wars universe know, but they are not... Um, uh, they they haven't been fleshed out yet, and uh, but in my opinion, and and the opinion of people who are insiders and know a lot about Star Wars, there are good reasons to believe that the Old Republic will be visited soon um in the near future. Now I don't know if that's going to start with movies, start with books or anything like that, but um typically when Lucas uh Disney and Lucas are about to show something for the first time, they will kind of hint at it in background shots or co- of comics or things of that nature. And that's what they've started to do with the old republic in canon recently. So in the movie Solo there was um if you saw that when they fought in the uh, i guess palace or chamber room or whatever of paul Bettany's character uh much of the background uh artifacts and things of that nature are callbacks to the old republic and and things of that nature and usually you would think you know that that's that's just that's just little things and and you know it comes from a visual di- a visual dictionary and that's how we know what it is but um there is a full suit of mandalorian old republic armor that you can see for five ish minutes in the film and for Lucas that's a big deal cuz they've they have never showed that in canon they haven't it's it's just never been shown and so you know, that's just, that's just one of the things. Now, the other, the other, there, there are a couple of others that, and obviously these are circumstantial, um, and there are two other series in production. Ryan Johnson has one, uh, which he is doing. And then, uh, the producers of Game of Thrones, Weiss and Benioff also have one. And both of these are supposedly set outside of the Skywalker saga. And it to me, um, it seems highly unlikely that they would have two separate series or trilogies and not use at least one of them to explore the old republic, given the wealth of uh, information and stories we have, but also just uh, the fan interest in those stories. And, And then the last point is that while there is still not a lot known about the old Republican canon, the number and frequency of those references has increased. Solo came out in 2018. Uh, The Darth Vader comic had uh, a very long story arc with a, a, a dead Sith Lord named Momin, who was from the Old Republic. And there have been introductions of new timing systems and specific references to old to events that happened in the old republic. And all of this is is happened in 2018. So it it seems like something that they are that that, that they that they would be pushing towards, at least in my opinion.
1: No, absolutely. And it's one of the things too that if Disney's flagship going forward, right, is we've got we've got mm-hmm. Episode nine, looking forward, and there's not a ton, right? It's a if they have a a vision for their sort of capstone of the like current era, the Skywalker saga, then mucking about in the past makes a ton of sense because there is a lot of past just um, in Star Wars canon itself, which can extend very far. But also just because you can do whole arcs, whole characters, whole things that do not touch upon the major events in which. Interesting seeing the contrast with how they've done like the Star Wars um, sagas that uh, with sort of the Star Wars stories that sort of tie in, right? Is that they're figuring out how do we fit this into a tight timeline, right? We're really talking about like maybe two human lifestands, maybe like really roughly like three generations, but you have people alive from the prequels still carrying. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's a tight timeline. So the past is a rich territory, and it'd be stunned if they didn't do more in
0: it. Right. Right. And, um, you know, normally, and I, um, I guess this is some, uh, some, some background info on the show. Normally, um, how, how we're going to approach this is we're going to go through and we're going to go through the stories and talk about them as, as we said, uh, you know, as a, as a people's history of the old Republic, we want to look at these stories and, and tell them as, as they happened and as they affected, you know, not just the the big characters that we know about, but affected the overall galaxy and things of that nature. And and uh, I think Kelsey uh, made a good point that we do not want to adhere to, you know, the so-called great man of history uh, idea. We, we, we you know, we want, we don't want to do that. We want to look at. We want to look at it holistically and go through these stories and talk about them and then, uh, discuss what, uh, what, what we think will be happening going forward. And and we want to answer your questions and, and have guests on and and talk about things of that nature. But, uh, since this is an introductory show, we, we wanted to keep it, uh, we want to keep it kind of short. And, uh, we also just briefly, because it is extremely brief uh, wanted to talk about the, the info that we have about the old Republic in the Canon to this point. And it is very uh, it, it's very truncated um, right now. I, I, I think as far as I know only about two events from that have been portrayed in any way, shape or form. They, and they were both portrayed as flashbacks in comics um but uh, you know th- a couple of things to think about that were very big changes that we do know of right now in the from the old republic in the eu to the old republican canon is that the um <laughs> the the timeline has decreased so we have stories in star wars legends the eu going all the way back to 200, 300, 400,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. I mean, in the end, they're just, you know, references and things of that nature. But, you know, now the earliest reference that we have at this point, other than maybe the formation of the galaxy or something like that, is about 10,000 years uh, b- before the Battle of Yavin. And um, yeah. the other thing that we need to think about here is that all of this information comes from, or not all of it, but most of it comes from reference books. And, uh, while those are usually good sources, they obviously can be, um, they can be, uh, superseded later by, uh, by movies. So, you know, the resource resource books and and comics occasionally will, uh, will get overridden by later info. And, and that's just something that, that sort of happens here. So, um, so yeah, g- going into that, um, I, you know, I think, uh, I think, I think we should just start out Kelsey uh, briefly talking about it, about eh, 6,000, a little over 6,000 years before the events of A New Hope, Uh, the prime Jedi founded the order on Octo somehow called force users to the planet. And that was the founding of the Jedi order. Uh, We don't know how the, all of that occurred. There was a story for all of that in the EU, but right now that's, you know, that that's what we have. And, and uh, the next, the next info we have really is that we, we know the old Republic was formed, at some point long ago. And um, we, we also know that Ilum was discovered to have Kyber crystals and the Jedi sent their younglings out there. That was uh, portrayed in, a, in an episode of, uh, of, of the Clone Wars. Um, and after that, almost everything we have from then on out is just unknown timeframes. It's, it's stories or information that are just kind of scattered like that. And uh, just one, go ahead.
1: Uh, sure. One other note too, is we are using um, the uh, before battle of Yavin after battle of Yavin mm-hmm. um, as the marker, because that is the marker that makes sense to, you know, historians in our universe reading this fictional universe or fans really, mm-hmm. but, because it's, it's the easiest way to say, you know, a new hope really, does this happen before or after the first movie we all saw? Um, and it's a weird timeline. It's there are very few timelines ever that like center on a single battle, and it's also like hard to say what the significance of the battle would be um the further you extrapolate into the future or anything, or even if it would be like a known phenomenon in the universe. But that's the timeline we have, that's the timeline Wikipedia uses, that is the timeline we are gonna use.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and and, the, and that's a good That's a good segue to briefly talk about um, uh, recently there was a new, um, there was a new timeline or a new timing system introduced uh, called CRC. Um, We don't know what it's, we don't know what it stands for. Um, And the CRC traces uh, to a time uh, the whatever zero is, was, from the time of the last Jedi was 8,000 years in the past. And so a number of people have theorized that that zero is from the founding of the old Republic or the founding of the old Jedi order or something of that nature. Um, But we don't, we don't know anything uh, about that and uh, different writers on twitter have uh different star wars writers on twitter have said that that we will find out more in the future but they just don't want to release anything right now so you know we we could use that one but at the same time it's new and we don't really know anything about it and bby is (laughs) is what we've always been you know is what everybody's always used for this so you know that's uh (laughs) i guess i guess yeah kelsey's right we'll stick with that really odd um (laughs) <laughs> that really odd uh, timing, timing sequence. And
1: it's one of the ones, right, where a timeline gets set for an odd reason, and then it's sort of what everyone expects. And then there's other um, calendars, you know, with different timelines still in circulation. CRC, for all we know, might be the way that, like, the Jedi itself keeps track of it. It might be, yeah. it might be an in-universe timeline that they actually refer to because they don't. Um, as far as I recall, in in canon, especially in film canon, reference like specific years or given any markations or like they reference events by events, but they don't do mm. timeline, which is an odd thing. You would expect a civilization to have some sort of timekeeping. Um, but maybe that's that's an exciting mystery for us to discover. Maybe we will. Maybe it will happen while we are still doing this podcast.
0: Yeah, that that would be great. It's. Um... yeah it's they they don't they don't ever refer to to bb you know bby or aby in the in the films and in in the eu and canon there are different in universe timing systems they um different parts of the galaxy have different systems and things of that nature which is interesting I, i mean honestly i think. I think the reason that they've always used ABY and BBY is because it's, it's just a meta system that allows us to keep up with it way easier than saying, you know, you know, than then coming up with a, that with a wholly different system that, you know, that while it, that system might make sense in universe um, you know, it doesn't doesn't really to us like how somebody looking at our universe might you know say the dropping dropping of the uh, atomic bombs on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki is you know the that's the ABY for how they describe our universe but to us we would never describe it that way because we already have calendars that you know that that describe how we but
1: geologists be. are there's a whole debate yeah. in geology about when did we start the Anthropocene in 1945 comes up, it's a fascinating thing. And so yeah. perhaps perhaps there's Alderaan right. dust scattered throughout the Star Wars universe and you can figure out timeline or they will radio date back from mm-hmm. when Alderaan Dust arrived into a system. <laughs> exactly. I am thinking of this too much. No. But it is. Uh, but it is neat the way the way history is shaped. What events stand out um, mm-hmm. as as worthy and when they start to make sense as worthy, because it's often um, as as humans recorded the event that becomes the like anchor date for a timeline, mm-hmm. ha- is decided upon much much past when it happened.
0: Well, I mean, like, anyway, I mean, how like, I mean, not you know, not not to be like very specific, but how silly is it that you know, AD, you know, AD and BC are how we define time. You know, literally, we define time here based on. Uh, you know the birth of a religious figure that not everybody in the world uh, adheres to that religion, and I mean the date the the date that we associate as zero is almost certainly incorrect for when the person that we associate the, the timing and the dating <laughs> system with you know like it's yes you're right a b a b y and b b y are are incorrect and are not incorrect they you know they they are. Uh, you know, kind of silly meta system, but at the same time, <laughs> A D and B C, you know, <laughs> yeah. right.
1: And once you have a meta system, it's much easier to convert from a meta yeah. system to another, um, another calendar, and which is, which happened in in real life with humans when they figured out that like, oh, well, what we have hasn't matched up because we don't know how long the Earth rotation actually is right. we've had to adjust to all these things so it's anyway no, um yeah. calendars are super neat kind of the time mystery is super neat and we are going to go with yeah. a system that is yeah, no we should... more or less arbitrary than any other
0: yeah we we should spend an entire episode talking about time dilation because it's extremely <laughs> interesting to me and yeah and by that i mean a non-star wars episode <laughs> uh anyway um it's uh you know just just to briefly talk about these things um get us back on track uh like i said there 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 are unknown unknown events we don't really um we don't really ha- have a time frame of reference at all for these um and you know they're they're very one off the temple of kyber was built on Jeddah, which we saw obviously was destroyed in rogue one uh A rogue Jedi defects, forms the Sith Order, uh, beginning the Hundred Years' Darkness, and uh, following that darkness, the defeat of the Dark Jedi, they were exiled to uh, Moraband, which is the canon version of uh, Korriban from the EU. Now, it has been called the Hundred Years' Darkness, and uh, we know that was the birth of the Sith in canon but again that's that's all we know um they're a group called the uh, order of spect splintered from the jedi they sought immortality somehow the jedi pursued them and the order activated a failsafe device and somehow disappeared now this is one of the few that has been pictured it was in a comic called Dr Afra and uh it was interesting because, depending on the point of view of the person who 's talking, either Aphra or her father, uh, the order is either uh, portrayed as as an evil group that that kills a bunch of children trying to grant themselves immortality or uh, a benevolent group of Jedi who were just trying to save uh, a bunch of children from the other more vicious uh, part of the jedi so it's that 's interesting and in the the Dr. Affer series if that's something you want to look at um another one and and this is uh a very specific one uh to the Tales of the Jedi series uh in a reference book that was released in 2018 they talk about the Krath overtaking the Empress Tita system uh to exploit its carbonite mines um and that as far as I know, is the first specific reference to a to a specific story element from uh, one of these comics, and it's it's a niche part, but at the same time, the Krath have are very specific to Tales of the Jedi. The Empress Tita system is as well, you know, having putting that in there is, is, is a nod. And, and again, it may only be a nod. I may be getting my hopes up and, and that's, that's fine. But um, it's, it's a very specific nod to a story, a part of a story from, from tales of the Jedi. And uh, you know, that, that was from a reference book that came out in, in October. And, you know, that that is another thing that I hope, you know, is is pointing towards them doing more, old Republic content um, moment who uh, we talked about um, and I, I could talk about his story more or we could talk about his story more later because it's, it's much more in detail, but basically moment existed in the old Republic. He was found and trained by another Sith, uh, another system, Sith, Sith master named Lady Shaw. And eventually uh, killed her as they are wont to do and um but he, he didn't want to take on any apprentices decided he wanted to create uh art as he called it for the dark side and uh he created a super weapon as a surprise um that would destroy uh a city and freeze it in time uh for the force and um he was stopped in the middle of it by the jedi but he killed thousands or millions of people and uh in the darth vader comic it's heavily implied that the place that he did where where he used the super weapon was was mustafar and that's how it ended up becoming a volcanic wasteland was because he did because uh moment did this so that (laughs) to me is just really interesting they just decided that they were you know not only did he do this really awful thing, he was also the reason that, uh, you know, Mustafar became a volcanic wasteland and, uh, that, you know, that it's a dark side nexus as well. Um, a few other things, uh, Sith created an empire. It overtook the old Republic and they occupied Coruscant for a time, which is when they built the Sith shrine there. um, the Masasi, one thing we do have a a at least decent time frame on is in 5000 BBY, the Masasi built a temple on Yavin 4, which are the temples that you see in Rogue One and A New Hope. They were called the Masasi temples in the EU. Um, and then the, uh, again, older, informa- more old information that we don't have firm dates on, Scourge of Malachor which uh, the After Effects are portrayed in the show Rebels, Um, is shown there. There was a super weapon activated. All the Jedi and Sith who were there were were killed at the time. Uh, Jedi Mandalorian War, in which the Jedi were victorious um, and is... And in an interview, Dave Filoni, who uh, does a lot of the story work for uh, Star Wars and and did for Rebels as well, said uh, in the Rebels episode that heavily mentioned this, that he was thinking about, quote, the old games when creating this story, Um, uh, the collapse of the Old Republic. Obviously, uh, there was a galactic dark age. Um, that occurred between the collapse of the old Republic and the formation of the galactic Republic. And there was Sith rule there. And then uh, finally, obviously the Jedi defeated the Sith in the absence of a galactic government, expelled them. And then Darth Bane created his rule of two. And that was about between 1030 and 1000 BBY. And that is, those are the events, the stories that, that we know of. Now there have been other, you know, names and and places and things that have been pulled forward that, you know, that are, that are very little or or very small references. Uh, The the planet Rakata Prime was listed on a galactic map. The Rakata play heavily in the uh, first night's game. Um. Zim the Despot was a, uh, was a character in the EU and he's been referenced. Um, the Hammerhead Corvette in Rogue One that rams the Imperial Star Destroyer and takes out the, uh, shield above Scarif that is specifically pulled from, uh, from from knights of the old republic because that was the that was the first time a hammerhead was shown um and and things of uh, of that nature that that we will come to uh you know throughout uh, uh throughout the show and and i think that was really what we what we wanted to talk about today there there's a lot of information there it's just scattered and small and you know, you, you have to know where to look for it, but there's more of it and it's been coming and hopefully they're they're going to release this this content so that, you know, so so that we can see it and we can enjoy it. And and hopefully it'll be it'll be great. Um, you know, Kelsey, did you I, I've been talking for a minute. Did you did you have anything to add?
1: I mean, I think. um and that really, that roughly covers what I was hoping to, to do and say today. I think it's, um, I mean, it's, we're in a weird moment for canon because we, we are on the verge, perhaps, of seeing a lot more of what we had seen in the past brought into a sort of continuous timeline. And that's just, it's a neat moment to be talking about canon. That's, that's, that's my takeaway for today. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly exactly and, and that's what we want to do um we don't uh we don't have a firm uh a firm release schedule or anything like that um uh, we we don't have any of that uh figured out yet uh we i think we've discussed we want to try and keep the episodes about 40 minutes or so um but that might vary depending on things and uh you know other than that um I think we want to end the shows with uh with a with a couple of plugs. Um, and and then we'll uh we'll step away for today. Uh thanks for listening to uh People's History of the Old Republic. You can follow us on Twitter at Photorpod. Uh that's P-H-O-T-O-R-P-O-D. Or you can email us at photorpodcast at gmail.com. You send us questions, comments, uh, I guess uh thoughts. Uh criticism probably and uh we will answer and we will answer it uh on the show hopefully in the future uh again my name is luke i'm luke is amazing on twitter and uh kelsey sure i'm
1: kelsey i am at atherton kd that's a-t-h-e-r-t-o-n-k-d on twitter um i will tweet about the right, insane same amount did. of things some of them will be star wars related
0: um All right. thank you for listening yes thank you so much for listening and uh We hope to see you soon, or yeah, hope to hear from you soon.